0: You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah! What is good, Huda Nation, and welcome to Locked On Saints, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Ross Jackson here at Ross Jackson ASC on Twitter, your host, covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, like nobody else does it every single Monday through Friday, except for this week, because we had a little bit of Christmas going on. So, lead analyst over at AllSaintsConsidered.com. Welcome, as always, to all of our first time listeners, as well as to all of those of you who have been supporting me from the jump. Houdet family, and welcome into this Thursday edition of Locked on Saints. I hope that everybody had a Merry Christmas or in the midst of a Happy Hanukkah, Joyous Kwanzaa, or any other holiday celebration. Otherwise, I just hope that everybody is having a blast. We are back here at Locked on Saints to bring you a couple of quick updates on the teams. It'll be a quick Thursday episode. We'll first take a look and go through the estimated injury report that dropped yesterday on Christmas Day. Then we'll talk about the Saints' newest signing and departure. And then we're going to wrap up with a quick note about Drew Brees, Who who found himself on the NFL 100 all time QB nominations list and why you should be prepared for disappointment. We got all that and a little bit of lag yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. The Saints and Panthers released their estimated injury report on Christmas Day, which included some initially not so joyful news for Saints fans with names like Drew Brees and Michael Thomas popping up with injuries. That's where we're going to start off our lead story of the day here with Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints. So, first, Let's all remember that the Saints did not actually practice on Christmas Day yesterday. These are just designations that are simply estimated participation levels had they practiced in terms of the conditions that they know that their players are in. So let's start off with Michael Thomas here who has a hand injury and was listed as limited for that Christmas Day practice. Uh, It seems that this is really just about a wrap. You've seen it all in the photos and the videos as Michael Thomas has been traveling all around Louisiana and New Orleans to spread some holiday cheer. Seems that it's not so serious. Serious. It's just wrapped up. Uh, He actually explained the injury to a young man at the New Orleans Children's Hospital. If you happen to see Nader Murphy's video, it's outstanding. Uh, And he talked a little bit about it today. He's not going to be spotted at the open portion of practice, but still not really too concerned unless I see that he's going to end up being limited on Friday. Wouldn't be too worried about any designation for him today. You got to assume that if a guy has a wrap on his hand, that he's going to be at least limited for the day. So that's what you get when you do these estimated participation reports. And you kind of get the same thing here with Drew Brees, actually, who was listed as limited with a knee injury. Coach Payton actually confirmed this morning, Thursday morning, that Drew Brees' knee injury designation had really to do with inflammation in his knee that would have necessitated a wrap or a sleeve. And so with that, you have to consider him limited if he had practiced yesterday. So they just placed him there as a limited participation with a knee injury, just for precautionary sake, and then as well as just doing their due diligence, right? So he was back already at the open portion of practice today. Now, no word on Chauncey Gardner Johnson's hip or forearm injury so We know that, again, it's an estimation, so who knows. Mm -hmm. However, that is an injury that looms large, as both Eli Apple and Marcus Williams, as expected, would be listed as did not participate had they practiced yesterday. And then Von Bell, although listed as limited, was not seen in the open portion of practice today. So CJ GJ's injury becomes all the more important because he may be needed, as he has been these last couple of weeks, to cover up one of those two safety positions. And then potentially a guy like Patrick Robinson or PJ Williams. Jumping back to partner with him back deep, or potentially, of course, the Saints have reloaded their secondary, so they also have a guy in DJ Swearinger that can split some of those duties with him as well. But still, some good news for the Saints over on the offensive side of the ball, with both Andrus Pete and Larry Warford being listed as limited as they come back from their injuries. Andrus Pete, of course, has missed six games with his broken forearm and subsequent surgery, so he seems to be right upon his timeline in terms of when he was expected to return, and Larry Warford looks to be on the mend as well. So, this is really good. Good news for the Saints who are going to be facing a not so tough pass rush on Sunday, but certainly once they get into the playoffs, some of the better pass rushes in the NFC will be waiting for them. So more of those offensive linemen and pieces along the offensive line that they can get back, the better off they will be. Some names to keep an eye out on over on the Panthers side, wide receiver DJ Moore, linebacker Shaq Thompson, and nose tackle Gerald McCoy, all listed as an estimated did not participate for their Christmas Day practice with various injuries. And then in addition to To them, rookie defensive end Brian Burns, as well as veteran tight end Greg Olson were also listed as limited. Now, Coach Payton did mention that there is absolutely no shot for the Saints to be resting any starters during this Week 17 game against the Carolina Panthers. Does the Saints still have hopes to win out and potentially grab one of the top two seeds with a little help for the Detroit Lions and the Seattle Seahawks? If they can get that, then they absolutely want to be in the best position available to take advantage of it. So with that, the Saints, if they have any players that are healthy and ready to go, you should expect to see them on the field this Sunday in Carolina. Alright y'all, that does it for our lead story of the day, taking a look at these injury reports and injury updates. Coming up next, we're going to focus down to just one of them. I mentioned that Krishan Hogan was moved to the injured reserve list in order to make way for the Saints' newest signing, Deshaun Shedd. We'll take a look at what Deshaun Shedd brings to this team and what some of his responsibilities may be this late in the season, particularly moving into the playoffs. But before we get to that, let me ask you one question. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it? Well, MyBookie is the place for you because they're going to let you turn all of that sports knowledge into cash in your wallet between the football season, the NBA, and the start of the college basketball season. It's time to get off the sideline and back into the action with MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites coming up this week, parlays are perfect because they're going to let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to MyBookie.com ag because no one gives you more ways to win are you tired of watching the games from your couch with nothing to gain well my bookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back into the game so if you join right now my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars that means if you deposit two thousand you get an extra one thousand dollars in free money to play with just use the promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n to activate the offer once again that's promo code locked on to take advantage of my bookie's generous sign-up offer. Just visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So on Christmas Day, the Saints made official the signing of former Seattle Seahawks and Detroit Lion cornerback Deshaun Shedd. He's played in the league for seven years. A little bit about him just in terms of his stats across. He's got two interceptions so far in his career. He's also forced four fumbles, and he sits right now with a total uh, of 168 tackles. He's an interesting guy because he's played a little bit inside, played a little bit outside, but mostly played uh, kind of all over the place, wherever the Seattle Seahawks needed him, particularly over the... 2015 and 2016 seasons come 2017 he only played two games that year due to injury so this is a guy with a little bit of an injury history and has not played so far here in 2019 though he did start the year back with the Seattle Seahawks they signed him and designated him to play safety which was a change because his entire seven-year career so far has been at defensive back this was also pointed out in John Sigler's article over at the Saints wire where he talked about this very thing that this designation for the Saints also listing him as a safety upon signing him may mean that they're not they're simply just not expecting him to get out on the field uh, anytime soon he's only been signed for about a day and a half at this point he'll have just about three or four days in order to actually learn the playbook in terms of when he actually reported to practice so very likely that you're going to see him on the inactive list this weekend much like DJ Swearinger who was signed early last week didn't have but about four days to get accustomed to the playbook and therefore was inactive his first game with the Saints. So you can expect to see that same type of treatment with Deshaun Shed. Now, before we get down to a little bit of the nitty gritty in terms of what this means to the Saints secondary and what Deshaun Shed brings, if anything at all, let's talk a little bit about this Krishan Hogan move going to injured reserve, because this carries a little bit of consequence as well, because at the moment, the Saints have only Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn Jr., Traquan Smith, and Deontay Harris on their roster at this moment so it's only four wide receivers that they could potentially go into this game and potentially the playoffs with so it wouldn't be a surprise to me to see the saints make a move at the wide receiver position sometime before this game maybe even as late as saturday more than likely though if it's going to be that late you're not talking about them signing anybody i'm not talking about them bringing in des bryant hold your horses i'm talking about a guy like Lil Jordan Humphrey or Emmanuel Butler getting elevated back to the active roster. Now before we get too excited about Emmanuel Butler here let me just say that Lil Jordan Humphrey is more of the logical progression here. You have a guy like Rashawn Hogan who's a tall big target six foot four big bodied guy. You have a guy like Lil Jordan Humphrey six foot five big bodied pass catcher but also a good pass blocker and run blocker so he's probably the more likely of the two to be elevated from the practice squad if that's the route the Saints decide to go otherwise you're essentially looking at four wide receivers one of which is your main kick returner and main punt returner so eh, not the best situation to be in going into a going into not even a potential going into a full-on playoff run at this point in your season so expect to see some kind of move at wide receiver as I do but we'll see exactly what it is that the Saints decide to do here so now Deshaun Shed and what it is that he brings to the team. Well, the first thing you have to look at here is that Sean Shedd is probably nothing more than a depth guy that was brought in late. He has the ability to play either of the corner positions. They might be working him out at safety, much like the Seattle Seahawks did early on this season, even though they ended up not playing him for the year he ended as a free agent. Uh, with Seattle after they tried him out at safety so that might tell you everything you need to know about that potential designation for him however if he is someone that the Saints look at as a potential good depth guy having that positional versatility excuse me is really important especially in Dennis Allen's chess piece kind of chess match type of defense now you know that Von Bell and Marcus Williams are both injured you know of course that Eli Apple is injured so that could mean a lot of shuffling. For the Saints, DJ Swearinger might be able to come in, but if not DJ Swearinger, then you saw the Saints do some shuffles last week with PJ Williams and Patrick Robinson playing the free safety roles while Chauncey Gardner-Johnson held down the strong safety role of Von Bells. And so now Deshaun Shedd gives you somebody that could be a piece that could either step in at safety or also gives you some more depth at the slot because if you end up having to play one of your two slot guys is your free safety and then Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who's your other slot guy at strong safety, you might need some more depth in the slot, especially if Eli Apple is out and Janoris Jenkins is playing on the outside where he could also offer you depth on the inside, but he might be preoccupied as well. So this is just some kind of big confusing shuffle game here, but the Saints are well-equipped. When you have guys like DJ Swearinger, Deshaun Shedd, now Janoris Jenkins that are sort of waiting in the wings for your secondary... It's a pretty good position to be in. So look for Deshaun Shedd to be somebody that serves as a quality depth guy at multiple positions for the Saints secondary while they continue to heal up. He might be the first guy to go once the Saints get some of these guys back from injury, depending on how it is they want to continue to beef up their roster or whatever it is that they do with the practice squad. And, you know, it might sound crazy, but there's actually a world in which Deshaun Shedd ends up getting cut from this team as early as this weekend. I know they just signed him, but if the Saints feel really good about their health in the secondary going into this game because, you know, some of these guys come up on the mend a little quicker than expected, things like that, then that could potentially mean that the Saints decide to elevate one of those wide receivers from their practice squad and Deshaun Shedd being the most recent addition may be at the bottom of their roster at the moment where he could get cut otherwise if the Saints do feel like they need to keep hold of him and elevate a guy from the wide receiver squad there whether it be Emmanuel Butler or like I said potentially more likely a little Jordan Humphrey expect someone like Stephon Anthony or even Noah Spence who has been signed but has not yet played for the Saints to get the axe all right y'all we're gonna wrap up today's show with a quick conversation A little bit of a conversation. I can't hear you, but I'm going to assume that you're agreeing with me for the most part here. But um, Drew Brees was listed as one of the finalists for the NFL 100 quarterback list for the all-time team. So usually that's when you're a finalist, it's 20 people, 20 20 guys there on that list. And then it's cut down to 10 for the official all-time list. And I'm just preparing myself for disappointment here because Drew Brees, as the all-time leader in passing yardage, all-time leader in touchdowns, all-time leader in most 5,000-yard seasons, all-time leader in most 5,000-yard seasons consecutive, uh, all-time leader in completion percentage, uh, in in completions, period, right? All-time leader in all of the things you're supposed to do as a quarterback, right? He's the all-time leader in quarterbacking, as far as I'm concerned. He won't be on this top 10 list. <laughs> and I, I laugh not because... Not because I get any joy from saying it. I laugh because of how ridiculous it is. Now, this list is going to be announced Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, I believe, on ESPN. Maybe actually NFL Network. I don't know. But the thing about this is that um, there's no reason for Drew Brees to not be on this list, except for the fact that the people that are making these selections are very likely going to choose, as opposed to being sensible rational, and celebratory of today's NFL game, I believe that this panel, or whomever it is, committee, if you will, is going to choose instead to be precious, unique, and in a way, counterculture-ish, right? Celebrating a counterculture in which you celebrate the, you know, origins of the sport, as opposed to recognizing the importance of what the sport, the NFL, has become In today's day and age. Now, this is a very pass happy league now. Yes, but I, I agree with Peter Scraggs, who does uh, good morning uh, football over at NFL Network. He talked about how uh, Drew Brees, you put him in any era, and he's going to ball out. And I absolutely believe that you put him in any era, and he's going to ball out as long as you don't put him in an era to where you know, you're not throwing the ball forward and forward passes aren't a thing. Uh, And and, and honestly, I think you take Drew Brees and you somehow put him in a little time machine and you warp him back to those days. And then at that point, I think Drew Brees becomes the sort of godfather of the forward pass. I mean, I I don't see a world in which Drew Brees doesn't excel as a quarterback in the NFL. Let me just let me just say it that way instead of being uh, cute about it. And that's what I think that this panel is going to be. This panel is going to be Cute. I truly, as much as I hate it, in my heart of hearts, believes that this committee, this selection committee, is going to end up leaving Drew Brees off of this top ten list, despite the fact that he's one of the top three, I would say, uh quarterbacks to ever play the game. And I know a lot of us would would argue number one. Uh, a lot of us would be fine with number two or number three. So uh, I think that he's a top three guy, and he's going to end up on the. I think he's a top three guy in terms of playing the game. Period. Uh, but in terms of being a quarterback, he's going to be potentially left off of this NFL 100 top 10 quarterbacks list. And you know what? That's fine. I-, I would love for him to get the recognition here and to be noted at this time as a player, current player listed as one of the top 10 quarterbacks in over 100, you know, in 100 years of the sport. I, I think that would be absolutely incredible to be living, playing and be considered one of the top 10 like, acknowledge as one of the top 10 to ever play the game at your position. I think Tom Brady deserves to be on this list as well. And there are some other guys, John Elway, um, Steve Young, Joe Montana, there are other guys that I think probably deserve to be on the list, but some are going to be left off as modern era quarterbacks, right, or at least recent era quarterbacks. And so I'm preparing myself and I hope that you prepare yourself as well for the potential disappointment of Drew Brees not to end up as one of the final top 10 here. Still great to consider that Drew Brees is one of the top 20 to ever play his position over 100 years of records here. Uh, That's pretty incredible. And I think if he's in your top 20 and not in your top 10, then he's number 11 for certain. He's your best one uh, out out of the top 10. But I absolutely think that he should be in the top 10. He should be near the top of the list. They don't actually rank them 1, 2, 3, 4, 10, but they certainly put them all in there as you know as these top 10 guys and that's great I'm fine with that because then you don't really dig into the argument of best quarterback of all time and stuff like that I get the idea of staying away from that but Drew Brees absolutely deserves to be on this top 10 list but I'm prepared and I hope that you are prepared as well for this committee to be cute uh, and to not put him on this list but we all know amongst ourselves here in the Houdat Nation where Drew Brees ranks amongst quarterbacks all time uh, and where he ranks amongst players all time. And with that, what I'll simply say is that he absolutely deserves to be on this list. And although they're not gonna designate a one through 10 sort of ranking of this list, Drew Brees is going to be your barometer and Drew Brees is going to be your standard for where the top of this list absolutely should begin. All right, Huda Nation, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Saints. Got one more episode coming for you this week. Tomorrow, we're going to take a look at everything you need to know ahead of this game, comparisons, personnel groupings. Uh, We'll take a look at how these two teams stack up against one another in terms of league rankings, all the usual stuff. We'll also keep you up to date on injuries, and we'll also take a look at what teams you need to be pulling for this weekend to help the Saints out. We got all that coming up for you tomorrow. But now, as always, I'll say thank you so much for coming through. Once again, I am Ross Jackson. You can find me on Twitter at ASC. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're and them. How were your holidays? Let me see all that Saints gear that you got. Do me a favor. If you're in the given spirit, go ahead and tell all of your friends, family, and fellow Saints fans about the show. And take a moment to subscribe if you're listening for the first time. And if you haven't and you're feeling that given spirit, go ahead and drop that five-star rating and review. I thank you so much for all your support and for helping me grow this family. This has been Locked on Saints. Happy holidays, y'all. And trust who that nation, I'll yeah. holler at you.